What is up, everybody? Welcome back to Tag Team, the Pokemon trading card game's premier podcasting duo. My name is Riley Holbert, joined, as always, by my good, good friend, J.W. Crewall. J.W., how's it going today? Pretty good, Riley. How are you? I am doing fantastic, J.W., I gotta say. What's been going on? Uh, not a ton. Just continuing to pre- prepare for my coding boot camp that starts on in January. Looking forward to that. So spending a lot of my time just doing that, getting ready, um, trying to put out content, trying to been doing like a video a day you yeah. know, for the last couple of months. Uh, that's been my goal. I've certainly not hit, you know, exactly to that goal uh, to a T, but that has been what I've been trying. And so it's been it's been certainly a learning experience for me in terms of YouTube content. Yeah. So what have you learned? Well, I've learned how to efficiently edit. That's huge. Yeah. So I can, I mean, the way that I currently have the YouTube set up, I can edit a video in under, I would say 45 minutes from taking it from a Twitch clip or VOD, whatever. And then, and then doing a introduction, you know, and kind of discussing the deck and analysis, if you will, and then, you know, clipping that into the games from the stream. I can do that in another, yeah, 45 minutes or so. And I don't know, it's a, it's a nice little smooth line, smooth, smooth line, streamlined process yeah, streamlined. that I finally figured out. <laughs> That's awesome. I, uh, yeah. did you know, I used to like make videos when I was in like middle school and high school just for fun. I had no idea. Yeah. I, and what I what I'm getting to with this is I'm very jealous that you have a streamlined process there because I <laughs> I was like such a always a, a perfectionist and maybe to a fault yeah. with editing videos yeah. and I would rewatch my own videos a million times and I you know I'd put them on YouTube and I'd watch them again and I'd be like oh I don't like this and so I take it down and I edit wow. it more I just uh yeah <laughs> I get really into it <laughs> yeah that's crazy I had no idea so what would you put videos out about um, it, it was a lot of different, it just kind of depended on what I was interested in. Um, back when animation was like the big thing on YouTube. Um, I don't know. Do you remember that era in like very early YouTube when animation was like the thing, you know, you had ego Raptor with his like awesome games. Oh yeah. And then, uh, I remember there was a YouTube video called Washington. Yeah. Do like, you remember this? And it was Washington, Washington, or like epic fights or something. And it was, there was one, there was an epic fight. Yeah, the right? ultimate like, showdown of ultimate the destiny. The ultimate showdown of Supreme Destiny? Ultimate Destiny. It's ultimate, ultimate twice. Oh. Uh, yeah. So like animation was the big thing. And so I tried that. Um, I tried just like Maple Story videos. I did um, like basically whatever was interesting to me at the time and kind of like coincided yeah. with whatever the trend was at the time. Uh, you know, because I was young and impressionable, so. <laughs> sure. But, yeah, so I tried all sorts of things, and I would always spend forever on videos that were, you know, true, truly mediocre. Um, sure. But, you know, fond memories, for sure. Sure. No, that's cool. <laughs> that's cool. If you haven't tried to make a video or produce content, I would highly encourage it. If you have that creative side in you, it's certainly gives you i think a greater appreciation for the people that do it very very well and yeah makes you realize just how much goes into high level productions i mean whether it's you know a broadway play or sports or um you know twitch streamers like really any type of content that's being created you just have kind of a 
a bigger appreciation for that. Absolutely. Absolutely. So let's just jump right in then. Um, speaking tangentially to your content, uh, we had another Full Grip Online series yesterday. This time you actually got to play. So Andrew took up the reins on streaming for the week and you dove right in there with ADP's Ashen. So tell us about generally how that tournament went. Tell us how you did. You know, what's, what's the scoop? Yeah, it was a great tournament. Well run. I want to just pump up Natalie and everyone else that worked behind the scenes to get the tournament running very smoothly. So we started at seven o'clock and I ended my last round at nine, nine twenty. 912, 920, somewhere around there. And it was just a beautifully run tournament in the sense that I like tournaments that are just punctual and on time. Yeah. And I certainly haven't had that with every single online tournament. Um, so I just props to everybody from Full Grip for getting it out there and uh, being punctual. And so I played ADP for the tournament. And that's a little bit of a maybe a cop-out. I was kind of feeling a little anxious with what to play going into it. And I just didn't really like a lot of the options. I was thinking about peek around pretty heavily, but recently there had been some uptick in Excadrill and I had actually yeah. played against an Excadrill in the Sunday Poke X tournament. And I was a little bit nervous about playing that again and just <laughs> feeling, feeling helpless. And so I wanted to just kind of go with a deck that I knew was just going to be as consistent as possible, you know, playing a, a Zacian ADP deck with four Zacian, you know, you're probably going to get that additional draw on the first turn and you don't really auto lose to much. And so I went in with that mindset, played a very straightforward, consistent list and did end up finding an auto loss. But <laughs> luckily it was late enough in the tournament that it didn't end up, you know, putting me into a weird bracket. Um, so I played ADP a couple of times in the first round in the last round both of my opponents had less than stellar hands the first round opponent i think started a zamazenta and attached twice Ooh. and you know passed and that was <laughs> it and i was able to just build up the adp and you know pretty much just do my thing even though i wasn't drawing particularly well uh, and then in the last round they also that was the one that was streamed they also just kind of had a dead hand in the mid game where they could have taken a Gus KO and really swung the matchup. They weren't able to do that. And so I was able to win that played against a couple of Picaroms, uh, one Picarom dead drew. They like attached an energy to a crowbat and passed Oh no! <laughs> for a couple of turns. And it was like, okay, well I'll take that dub as well. And then the other Picaram matchup was actually incredibly close. I, I really do enjoy that kind of back and forth between Picaram and ADP. That feels like if we did have a Worlds, that feels like kind of very indicative of what the format like is right now. Obviously, the, the Worlds would have been in a different format. But if we had a Worlds in this format, like a Picaram versus ADP matchup feels like what it would be. Yeah. And then, and then um, I played against, in round number five, a Decidueye. A Decidueye Goons. And this was made me happy in a sense. I mean, it made me sad because <laughs> I lost and it was a horrible matchup because I didn't include any non-GX attacker. That'll but it. it made me happy in the sense that that deck was a deck that I worked on heading into um, kind of this competitive season, heading into the Players' Cup 1 with Alex Piney. And we had been kind of labbing that deck and trying to figure out, okay, would this be a good play for the Players' Cup? the the first players cup and you know we 
kind of decided, yeah, it, it probably would be. There's a lot of things that you beat. And just to see it perform well and win the tournament yesterday was like, oh, yeah, you know, all that time that was spent on that deck, which was rogue at the time, all that time that was spent there, it really didn't go in vain because we're still seeing it pop up. So yeah. that was pretty cool. Sad that I had to lose it and sad that it was so like it was so crushing, like there was nothing I could do. Uh, but it was cool to see that deck again. Yeah, I remember you mawiling after they drew three prize cards off the ADP. <laughs> there wasn't a single Pokemon in the hand, not even an evolution. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was pretty it was pretty funny. I was like, well, I think I have one shot here. Um, after they knock out the ADP, they take their additional three prizes. I think they have seven or eight cards in their hand. I'm like, okay, I have a Mawile, and that's my one out. If I can just Mawile a couple of bench Pokemon and they don't have a scoop up net, then I can go ahead and gust those up for game. And they had none. Wow. So <laughs> <laughs> you hate to see it. You do hate to see it. And Decidio I obviously ended up winning the whole thing, didn't it? It did, yeah. So taking down a Centiscorch VMAX deck in the finals. We don't know how that game played out, but the Decidueye Goons player did play the four weakness guard energy. And with Obstagoon being able to one-shot the Volcanions, you know, obviously if they put the 30 damage from the Evolution, the Obstagoon, onto the Volcanion, you can do 90 damage, and then you can kind of clean up there with the Decidueye. So, you know, well played to our champion, Jonathan and getting that dub with the Sidui Obstagoon. Yeah. It's crazy to think that that deck is like still being played too because we have Altaria, which to me Altaria frees up so much space for the deck. But I I was I was really kind of struggling to think why would you play Decidui as opposed to Altaria? I'm wondering if you have any thoughts. Yeah, I I've had this discussion before actually. I uh I think I was talking to Andrew about it, like over text or something. Um, I think Altaria is fine if if you like want to tech it into decks that are compatible with it. Um, mm-hmm. I think if you're going for the lockdown strategy, though, like Altaria isn't really enough. Um, a against decks that have like one out, um, Altaria doesn't really do enough damage to effectively deal with them. So, like a cl- good example of that is Tapu Koko Prism Star in Pikaram. Like you can just bolt onto it, charge it up, and Tapu Koko can easily plow through Altaria's like nobody's <laughs> business. Um, and then I also think um, if you're going like pure lockdown, you're you need Obstagoon, right, to like cover your sure. your bases. Um, and Altaria is less compatible with Obstagoon than Decidueye in the fact that um, they both use rare candy, which like isn't necessarily a plus, but like they can slot in together in that way. Um, sure. But the the twin energies don't work at all with Obstagoon, really. Um, and the darkness energies don't really work at all with Altaria. Um, right. You know, so it's just like a little awkward deck building. Um, and then Decidueye will do the more damage anyway. So at that point, like, if you're going to already concede that your deck building is going to be a little weird in play stage twos, you might as well play the better lockdown card, in my opinion. Fair enough. And also, like, the HP difference is very meaningful yeah of course yeah that does make a huge difference 110 is you know you're gonna get one shot by volcanians really that's like the most relevant one yeah that i think and you're two shotting them right exactly so yeah i just i think decidueye is definitely better if you're going for that strategy as like your Mm -hmm. main strategy you know if if you're playing a deck that plays twin energy and you slot in an altaria i think that's fine um Mm -hmm. i think that's perfectly reasonable um 
Sure. But I definitely think Decidueye is the better iteration of that card. Sure. Well, uh, speaking of Altaria, though, and just a quick aside, we did see an Altaria deck make top eight in that full grip online series tournament uh, by piloted by Matt Sattel with his ADP uh, ADP Altaria deck. There you go. Very cool. Just very interesting. Just wanted to point that out and highlight uh, that player. Congratulations, Matt, on your top eight finish. We have our next full grip online series tournament coming up on November 17th. So that is we're delaying it by an additional week to make enough time for vivid voltage to come out so next time you you know hear about the full group online series it will be in a new format and so we're really excited for that yeah and if you didn't catch last week's episode uh, we did hit on vivid voltage in that one Uh, we're very excited to see how colossal shakes up the metagame Um, also the the orbital card i think is really cool um i'm kind of warming up to it more i I think it's a neat card if nothing else um it probably takes it's gotta be good i mean it's gotta be good right because you have things like zigzagoon being played in decks that you know it doesn't necessarily have any other business being in i mean i'm a sucker i'm a sucker for like that kind of spready kind of deck anyway well and it could i mean i could even see orbital being just like a two-two line just in in general like in any deck you know where it's like okay well i have this you know ability to spread and that's very good and spread all these damage counters across the board (laughs) and that's just generally a good thing to do so yeah it uh, it will be interesting to see how much these new cards get played i am also particularly excited not to harp too much on the new cards coming out but i'm particularly excited about don fan being able to do one uh 120 for one energy i mean i know we have things like um things like Excadrill, but there are some pretty significant, or there are some different downsides to Excadrill as opposed to Donphan. So uh, Donphan having a little bit more HP, going to be able to uh, do that 124, one energy. I don't know. That seems to me like um, there's potential combos there additionally with the damage to the bench, being able to activate certain other attacks. So yeah, I know. Looking forward to that as well. <laughs> yeah, definitely some cool cards coming out in uh, in Vivid Voltage. I'm excited to, to see what how it shakes out. And we will yep. be covering more Vivid Voltage as we get closer uh, to the set drop. And so fear not, <laughs> more to That's come. Right. Um, That's right. Today, though, we wanted to focus in on a little bit of different kind of content. So if you're looking for hard competitive info, this probably isn't the episode for you. Um, GW and I were actually talking for the podcast, and we're both kind of both kind of down today uh you know pokemon or otherwise and so we wanted to talk about just some happy uplifting moments that we've had in the pokemon trading card game and you know or pokemon in general and what that means to us um so i'm going to share a story of mine and jw is going to share some stories of his and hopefully you can impart some uh at least some i don't know some fun out of it if nothing else yeah Uh, sure just kind of I think a lot of people are maybe um, depressed maybe at this format. And, you know, we are, I, I mean, probably for me, I'm experiencing a little bit of like seasonal depression where it's just like, it's oh, kind yeah, of dark sure. every day. And uh, in any case, <laughs> I, I was really talking to Riley before the, before the cast and we we're like, well, let's, let's try to like pick our spirits up. Like maybe sharing some things um, between us, would, would be good to kind of refocus and kind of get ourselves out of um, just a little bit of a slump that I've certainly been feeling recently. No, for sure. I have to. 
Um, and so I wanted to start off. I have a, I don't think I want to share necessarily one large story, but I have a couple like small moments that I can always think of as being really happy in Pokemon. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I don't want to talk about like winning a regional or topping a regional or anything like that. Like you all know those stories about me or could easily find them. Um, <laughs> what I want to talk sure. about actually is some of my moments really early in the game when I was just a wide-eyed little lad, um, relatively speaking. I mean, I was in college um, getting into the game and what that was like for me. Um, and so we first discovered Pokemon, me and two of my roommates. Um, I guess one wasn't my roommate, but he would later become my roommate, uh, Thomas and Anthony. We were playing at our local league and we primarily played the video game and we got into the Pokemon trading card game because of the the World Championship decks that they had at our league for free mm-hmm. use. Um, and so we were getting into the game. We were buying all our cards to get into our decks. And we were really into packs at the time. And this is also the around the time that the, the 20th anniversary um, generations pin sets were coming out, right? And so, yeah. like, packs were kind of like a really fun thing at the time. And yeah. <laughs> we distinctly went on adventures so you know we're all in college um and we don't have like actual means of transportation you know we're confided to our foot travel and bus travel um but we wanted to go basically everywhere we could to search for roaring skies packs and oh yeah if you played pokemon around that time or recently then you definitely know why we were doing that and it was on the hunt for the legendary shaman ex card um, yeah. Granted, this was before Shaman spiked to like a hundred dollars. Um, oh it was o- it was only like twenty or thirty at the time, which in hindsight just seems so ridiculous. So I didn't just buy them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but we decided that we were going to try and pull Shaman EX, and so yeah. one day we go down to the local it. GameStop just yeah. south of Ohio State's campus, and we buy like we each buy like three Roaring Skies packs. We buy out their stock. Because um, yeah. keep in mind, Roaring Skies was also not the most recent pack at the time. So it was just whatever yeah. was left. Sure. Um, and I pull like a full art Mega Latios, which like, oh, that's so cool. You know, that's so interesting and neat. Um, yeah. And I, I think my friend pulls another EX card. And then Thomas, the third friend who came yeah. with us, pulls a full art Shaman. <laughs> we're like, wow, the ROI is already here. Like, we got to keep doing this. And so... <laughs> So we we must have gone. We I think we went to three different targets and four different game stops. We took yeah. buses all over the city. Uh, oh my god! And it was just so much fun. And I, I, we actually did get one more shaman off off of that. And yeah, you know, going to Target just became like a, a joke almost in our group. It was like something we would do for fun. Is we would go to Target. Uh, yeah. But it was honestly just so fun. We, we were on the bus for like an hour one way, yeah. going to a Target just to explore yeah. for cars. And it's just like those kind of moments are, are so pure and almost innocent in a way. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, we used to do that. The most <laughs> that we would do that, it would be in high school. We, we started a Pokemon club in high school and primarily based around the cards, but people also play the video games. But yeah, we would do that, you know, Friday night, you know, parents gave you 20 bucks. All right, which hard gold soul silver tin are we getting tonight you know let's yeah. go boys and we'd like go out and rip the packs open and like man that was just so fun it, it was just so much fun and yeah. you know then we would go back to the dorm room and we play the dark rex versus mega gyarados matchup and it was just <laughs> i mean that's what it was all about and that was probably honestly those games just on the floor of my dorm room were some of the most fun i've had yeah um, which kind of leads into some of my other 
happy moments um, was <laughs> this isn't really a happy moment, but it's a moment that I think is funny. Um, so me and this group of friends are playing Pokemon cards on the floor of my dorm room. We didn't have like a good yeah. table to do it on because we all we just had the desks, right? Like, and right. those were filled with our computers. And so we were playing on the floor on our play mats. You know, dice are everywhere. Um, we're basically taking up all of the for you space. And um, very frequently, a friend of mine would come to my dorm room. Um, and <laughs> so she comes upstairs. She's a very nice lady. <laughs> um, knocks on my door and my friend answers it. And it's just me like on my stomach on the floor playing Pokemon Go <laughs> <laughs> with my friends. While this pretty girl is at my door trying to get help with homework. And I'm like, <laughs> like, oh, sorry, can we pause the game for a second? So I get up and, like, sit on the couch. And I'm just, and now I'm doing homework while my friend is just uh-huh. sitting there waiting for the game to continue. Right, right. So he he turns on the TV and starts watching, I think, Dragon Tales. Just, <laughs> like, the kid show. and To keep the meme going? Uh, he actually lo- enjoys kid shows, but yeah, basically it's a meme. And so, <laughs> so, so Dragon Tales is on the TV. Pokemon cards are on the floor everywhere. I'm trying to keep cool. <laughs> it's just a complete mess. <laughs> yeah. But I'll tell you what, that person is a true friend because they stayed my friend and they continued to come for homework help and discussions when we needed it. So. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Shout out to that group. And then my, shout outs. My, I think. That leads it well into my last story. Um, and so this same group of friends, um, we had a lot of Pokemon that we were fond of for various reasons, yeah. especially forgettable Pokemon. Um, yeah. So at one point, if you remember in the worst Pokemon of all time video, um, I had talked about how Heliolisk is forgettable. Um, that was a meme that was started in that friend group. Uh, we came up with that because we had done a Gen 6, like, name them all. Uh, like, mm-hmm. it's not a Quizlet, but one of those, like, online quiz things. And sure. the only Pokemon from Gen 6 we couldn't get was Heliolisk. Um. <laughs> or, or Helioptile, sorry, Helioptile. And so that was one of them. But another one that very distinctly sticks out in my mind is Finneon. The Pokemon Finneon is just like <laughs> the ultimate forgettable Pokemon because it's just a fish. Yeah. It's it's just a fish. There's like, there's like really nothing special. It's just a normal fish. Just a fish. Like you could just find that fish, fish in real life. Yeah. Yeah. And so we had a Finneon card that stayed with us everywhere that we moved throughout college. Um, we had at one point <laughs> tried to burn it, but it, we failed and just got it covered in wax. And so, I don't know. I don't really know what happened there, but so there's a finion yeah. that's covered in wax. We would tape it to like a very prominent wall on every house that we lived in throughout college, and that was our finion. Yeah. It's a Phantom Forces finion, um, which is actually segue into my card of the day. So my card of the day for this week is finion from Phantom Forces. Uh, there's really, just like Finneon itself, there's nothing exceptional about this card. It's truly yeah. like the epitome of mediocrity. Um, I'm pulling up the stat line on it now just so I can emphasize this. Yeah. So that was 50 HP, pound for one energy for 10 damage. Uh-huh. And there's just a Finneon. That's it. <laughs> you know? I like what I'm hearing. So 
I mean, this Finneon is just so stupid and lame, just like Finneon itself. But honestly, I kind of have a soft spot for Finneon and Luminion as a result of the meme of it being so lame and forgettable. Um, so mm-hmm. Finneon, I actually do really enjoy you as a Pokemon. And I think when I think of that friend group, one of the quickest things I can think of is Finneon. And we're all still really close to this day. And Pokemon is still sure. something that we can talk about. They don't play competitively, but it's something that we all share an interest for and enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, and really, when I think of like happiness within Pokemon and my best moments in Pokemon, it's really about the people that play it. I really love this game and I love playing it. Um, but the connections I've made through this game over the years are just truly the best I've ever had in my life. Um, and that goes for my friends I met in college. That goes for everyone I've met through these tournaments and online. Um, I really can't express enough like how awesome this is. And Finneon, in a way, represents that for me, especially this particular one from Phantom Forces. That's a great story. <laughs> that's And that's a cool little tradition that you guys had. Yeah, it's still in possession, actually, of Anthony. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, he still has it in Columbus. Hung prominently on a wall? Yeah. Great. And every time we moved houses, we would take a picture with it as a group. And oh, that's nice. Yeah, so when they... Recently, they've all kind of parted into their different ways as we moved into different areas of life but they, yeah. there's the most recent selfie i wasn't in it um but the rest of them were still in columbus and they took one together and it was really uh, it's just sweet it's uplifting you know um, yeah i i enjoy it <laughs> yeah that's amazing that's amazing well when i think about just like the happiest times that i'll i'll miss one day you know presumably when life gets busier you know, I won't have as much time uh, and certainly won't have time to do it with friends uh, in the way that I used to. But uh, just when I think about the fun times in Pokemon, I think about the testing sessions with yeah. you and Andrew and, you know, any friend that I've ever had. But like sit, staying up till three, four in the morning, just slinging the same matchup back and forth. <laughs> over and over changing like one card turning a card backwards to see okay would it be better as card a or card b uh changing the deck altogether, swapping a tech uh attack line out you know it's just all these different things that go into you know testing you know the week before the night before a tournament i i miss that dearly i miss those sessions um and just being able to i don't know it, it's kind of for me, those sessions are like an expression of self. You know, it's like I'm I'm fully committed to that one thing for six hours. And that's probably the long, like Pokemon just generally in the game is probably the longest that I'll ever be kind of one track minded Yeah. Um, on anything. And I don't know why. I can't say why because no other game, I like a lot of games, but no other game comes close to the amount of attention that Pokemon can take from me, you know, like I I could just be into it for so long um, for like, in a very, like uh, a a very singular thing too. you know, one deck, I could be into one deck (laughs) for six hours, you know, and it's like learning the matchups, learning the uh, ins and outs, learning the the tech cards and, and what to do when, and that's just so fun to me staying up, four or five, you know, getting a couple hours of sleep, waking up, doing it again. That's just, that's the best. Is there a particular session that sticks out in your mind? Well, I would have to say, you know, it's a little bit, 
cliche. You said you weren't going to talk about regional wins, but I will. <laughs> and it would have been, you know, the one that was the most recent. So that's probably also why it sticks out in my mind. But just before um, the just before the regional win in what Roanoke, yeah. Uh, so being able to stay up with Andrews, like, okay, I got this deck. Let's you know, let's run it. Let's run all these matchups and like, let's figure it out and and really kind of solidify what the deck was going to be. And it started out going into the night. That was the beauty of it. It started out as just this idea and this concept, and it was built in a completely different way with like. Um, I forget the cards that we had specifically, but we had just a bunch of cards that didn't really make a lot of sense with the deck. And then it was like, okay, playing a few games. It's like, well, does that, should we even include that? And then like pretty much swapping, I would say about 20 cards from where we were to where the regional list kind of ended up. And that's just so, so cool. I don't know. I just, I, I look back on that session as being, you know, pretty indicative of all the other sessions, but that one sticks out the most to me just for, what it resulted in no for sure for sure i testing sessions with the homies is just <laughs> that's where it's at for sure yeah um, you know it really distills the game people are at banter they're talking crap back and forth <laughs> <laughs> we have this thing that we do um that started at worlds 2016 i was testing with natalie and uh we have this phrase and it goes i remember my first win and then I was testing with Natalie uh, for the Worlds tournament, and then I kept saying that, and then I started to like I started to like riff on it. So then the next riff was like kind of saying it in like an elevated voice, and eventually my voice got so elevated where it's kind of turned into like a song. So it's like, and and so you're supposed to say I remember my first win when whenever anybody gets really excited about winning a game you're like, yeah i remember my first win wow like wow you gotta win well gee i gotta win a long time ago you know it's like it's like push-up guy kind of thing right like yeah. oh you did a push-up well, i did I 100 push-ups yeah, yeah i did 100 push-ups that kind of thing so so it's like so now it's it, you kind of sing it and you kind of sing it inaudibly and you kind of muffle it right so you go i remember my first <laughs> and it's that kind of thing, you know, and I don't know. That's really fun to me. Those inside jokes that you get from from the banter and uh, just being up so late with other people. Yeah, I <laughs> it was like mainly Natalie and I, but I think it spread to other people as well. We were we would always like rip on people who were like complaining because their opponent had some combo to win the game. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. think you've heard this as well. It's like they always yeah. have it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just like yeah. how demented can you get your voice when you say that? I prize my prize cards, you know? Uh, I prize my prize cards. I hate when I have to lay out six prizes when I have to start the game. <laughs> so like tilting. Stupid, stupid stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, I. those are really some of the just most pure moments of, like, competitive Pokemon, right? When you're just with the friends trying to perfect something and you're all goofing and gaffing and jiffing yeah. with each other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For sure. For sure. That's awesome. Do you have any other particular moments that stick out to you? Um, I just have a lot of travel stories about Pokemon. Um, just, you know, thinking about how I've gotten to certain tournaments and, you know, coming back from certain tournaments. There was a tournament that we went to in Toronto. I used to love going to these when we had, um, they were called City Championships. Mm -hmm. And they would have these city marathons and I would, I would make a point every year to go up to Toronto 
I did it for about three or four years. I want to say maybe five years. Um, and you know, I, and it was actually always with a different group of people. So that kind of made it fun too. Cause I can think back to, okay, here's a very specific time that I went with this group. And then it was a whole new dynamic when I went with this group and this group was kind of fun. And I went yeah. one time with a group and we were heading back from Toronto. So we had spent like two, three, four days, something like that, playing all these different local tournaments. It would have been like having league cups right in a row. Uh, and so we went to a bunch of these local tournaments, got back, uh, we're driving home to Michigan and we're in a blizzard and it lit like we should not have been driving. And I just like, I, I remember very distinctly like thinking like, I can't believe I'm doing this for Pokemon and then being happy that I did it for Pokemon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, it was just, it didn't make a lot of sense. It was very dangerous. I should not have been on the road. In fact, we probably just should have stopped and pulled off the road, but we kept driving. And I remember just being like the endorphin rush from just being in that uh, precarious situation, <laughs> doing something hmm. that I really love to do Yeah, was, uh, was a great moment. Yeah, it reminds me of I told this on the cast I think a few weeks ago when I got stuck on the on the road outside of Cincinnati. Yeah. <laughs> Good times. Yeah. Good times for yeah, sure. Yeah, exactly. The travel is part of the fun as well, for sure. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> well, that's awesome. I I certainly feel uplifted. I don't know. I do you. as well. I do as well. Let's let's uh make it a good week, Riley for sure um so i think at, at that point if anyone has any quick stories they'd like to share in the chat or any questions they'd like answered we'll take a couple of those and and then we'll sign off for the week we as always sincerely appreciate you um this cast is super awesome and i think we have a great community built around it um just like pokemon itself is a pretty awesome group of people yeah that's right appreciate all the listeners to the podcast. I mean, I, I don't know analytics um, from any other uh, podcasts because those are pretty difficult to find. You know, it's not like YouTube <laughs> viewers uh, or anything like that. But I, I can fairly confidently say that this is the most listened to podcast for competitive Pokemon. And we just thank you a lot for uh, making the cast what it is. Really, really appreciate all your continued support. And we hope that uh, if there are any concerns, criticisms, or just general feedback that you'd love to give to us, that you would reach out either on Twitter at tag team Pokemon podcast or uh, to, you know, each one of us individually, Facebook, Twitter, uh, Twitch, even all that stuff will work. QC has a happy memory. Shout out to the honest guy that let him take a dub this past weekend. And yeah, yeah. So there was, there was a, <laughs> looks like that was JW actually max uh max Leedy. um i played him in the first round of the pokex tournament and i had left the stream and clicked loss on on accident and he was gracious enough to relinquish the win he had forgotten to retreat off of poison and um and so I ended up winning that. I was playing a Poison Eternatus build, and he was very gracious, and uh, and let you know, wow. and, and called the judge over to the the virtual table. That's and, so wholesome. Uh, allowed me to take it back. It was very wholesome. It was pretty much exactly how Pokemon sportsmanship should go. So shout out to Max Leedy. Yeah. Honestly, I think it's so easy to get down on 
on the game and the community. Because um, I, I feel like negative aspects sort of take up more of the lens, right? When you're mm-hmm. when you're thinking about negative things, they just occupy more of your mental space than the positive things. Uh, but but really, I think Pokemon is a great community. There's a lot of great people doing trying to do awesome things to help out. I mean. Yeah, it's it is really cool. I've been really encouraged by some of the people doing well. You know, I mean, part of my part of my feeling a little down about Pokemon recently is just like you know I've been trying some new things and trying to uh, do some uh, you know make some content in a in a different way than I normally have and like it just hasn't been leading to the results that I've been seeing, but. Um, or that I've been wanting to see. But on the other side of that is like, I've been seeing a lot of creators grow um, in pretty just, and maybe not significant ways. There are some that have certainly been significant. I think about um, Purple Cliff, just like blowing up here, um, which is really interesting. Maybe not so much on the TCG side of things, but certainly was in that realm and um, could certainly pull some if he ever decides to go back to a little bit more TCG focused uh, content, but there have been other creators that have just been seeing like very consistent growth and I've been noticing and it's been really cool to see just in the sense that Pokemon really is a very small niche and competitive Pokemon is is significantly smaller than the niche of Pokemon. And so being able to see like growth in the genre as a whole has been really encouraging because I think if, you know, the tides rise, like all ships rise equally. So yeah. Hoping that that's, you know, hoping that that's the case. That's that's a really interesting thing that I've been seeing, and it's really cool to see for uh, for us on the whole. Yeah, one more question in from Sean Lydon asking, "What's new in the Pokemon world?" Well, not a lot at the moment, but Vivid Voltage is coming out very soon and looks to shake things up a bit. So we we do also have some expanded bands on the horizon. It's coming out tomorrow, thing isn't it? That they are coming out tomorrow potentially. Uh, we know that Pokemon historically has been late. Has been like pretty hands off, generally speaking, with both their announcements. Well, they pretty explicitly said that they would do something. Bands. Sure, sure. We don't know what that is yet, and we don't know if that's a ban of many cards or one card, or if they will reverse any of their prior Force bands, of giant which plants I, is bad. I hope, <laughs> I hope that they do. I hope that they do reverse some older bands. Um, but in any case, we have no idea the scope of the bands and whether or not, you know, it's going to make for a good format, a bad format, you know, pretty much the same format. It's really up in the air. So those bands will come out tomorrow. Look for those. Uh, we'll certainly be covering them on the next episode. Yeah. So yeah. Mapping out the future for tag team here. We got the next episode covering some hopefully exciting expanded news. Um, and then shortly after that, we're going to have lots of vivid voltage updates to talk through all about. Right. So plenty of exciting things in the near future. We hope that you enjoyed this episode of positivity. Um, I think it was certainly helpful for me because um, I was in kind of a downer mood. So (laughs) that's definitely refreshing for me. Um, Be sure to check us out on Twitter. That's at real John Walter at smiles with Riles and at tag team Pokemon. And we will be catching you next time. Peace. See ya.